0: Ha <laughs> we here Big Fish shit ooh, ooh. Welcome to the podcast Hope y'all enjoy it, hope y'all learn something and most importantly, we hope y'all elevate. Let's get huh Big Fish, hit a big lick. We gon' bet it right back and hit a big flip. We been up for a minute and we still lit. Get yeah, them cats going top, but we don't feel shit. Giving y'all gems y'all could live with. Elevate your mind, never mind all the bullshit. Finna talk about stocks, we ain't worry about ops. First get the bread up, then buy back the whole block. Ten toes down, we ain't never gonna stop. I'm a man of my word, I ain't never gonna flop. If I said it, then I meant it. Real ones gonna respect it, and it's still OG. It's in me, I'm represented. Ooh, ooh. Big fish shit. Y'all know what it is. We're back. We're back. We're back. We got a good one today. Nah, nah, nah. I know I always say it. You know how this is how I started. But this is one that we're all going to have a an opinion on this one. Probably a strong one. And I'm going to irritate some people and I'm looking forward to it. I'm real excited about it. But first and foremost, got to thank everybody that continues to tune in, continues to support continues to share with your family, friends, loved ones, everybody else, strangers that you just see on the street, on the bus, whatever. Share it with them. We got to have these conversations. And usually I don't focus on making sure that we're discussing current events or hot topics, I should say. But today we're definitely going to dive into one. And that one is... Well, it started, I, I'll tell you what, this started with me. I was going to have a conversation about money and how wealthy people view money so much differently than non-wealthy people. But it got into this. Shift the focus. College ain't shit. And I know, I've discuss, I know I've discussed this in the past, but this came about with the whole student loan forgiveness thing that Biden's doing. And hearing people's opinions on it, you know, people usually base their opinion on something with how it affects them, not necessarily how it affects them within the bigger picture of society. So I'll give you an example. You know, obviously, people who have student loans, they don't care, you know, where that what that means for Biden to give loan forgiveness. They're just like, yo, shit, I got 10,000. I got 20,000. That's all I care about but we're not understanding exactly how that impacts us as a whole with society and in my opinion what wh- why should he give student loan forgiveness i'm very confused on it but i'm not confused because that's what a lot of the democratic policies are based on which is providing support for people who they think need it or For people who they want their support. So they just want to give them a handout here and there to have their vote. To have their uh, support across the board. So therefore it doesn't matter what they're pushing. Whether it's beneficial for us or not. In the big picture, doesn't matter. Give them a quick handout. Give them some candy. They'll be happy. (sighs) Who's already pissed off with me? Doesn't matter to me. So let's get right into it. So I already told you that I don't think that the government owes us anything. You know, when when you decide when it comes to something that we decided to purchase, we decided to purchase a college education. So therefore, it shouldn't be years down the line when you're paying now for that education that you do not want to pay for it. Now, that, means, that can mean a couple different things. For one, you don't typically feel the need to, or, or how can I put this? When you're getting a certain level of return on your investment, let's say if you buy something, but it's super, super valuable, you're not necessarily complaining about the price of it and how much you had to pay for it once you already decided to pay for it. That only comes about when you don't feel that you got a certain justified or fair return on your investment based on what you put into that investment. So we're going to dive into a bunch of different areas here. And to me, one that we're not focusing on when it comes to college in general with the loan forgiveness is why the hell are we in so much debt as teenagers you know, we we decide to enter this debt as teenagers, most of us, to get a college degree. Who set the price on how much college should cost? Because I've taken courses at community um, co- um, colleges. I've taken courses at, you know, the College of William & Mary, which is a tremendous academic institution. I've taken courses... On YouTube University <laughs> just going on in YouTube and stuff um, I've taken courses by reading people's books but and obviously I'm just you know not saying a real YouTube course but shit if it's something that you learn from that's a course and I, I can't justify paying these absurd amounts for colleges let me actually Whip out the stats. you know. You got to have the stats nowadays, right? Even though we said numbers lie um, or women lie, men lie, women lie, numbers don't matter. We'll just give you all some stats anyway. But the average cost. All right, let me read this from, where did I get this from? It doesn't matter. But in, a, in its two, 2021 report, Trends in College Pricing and Student Aid, the college board reports that a moderate college budget for an in-state student, moderate college budget for an in-state student attending a four-year public college in 20 to 20, 2021 to 2022 averaged $27,330. For out-of-state students at public colleges, the average budget comes to $44,150, and for students attending private colleges, the average budget is $54,000 That's the amount that students are paying to have to get a college education. That is ridiculous. It's a scam. It's bullshit. The audacity of people to try to leverage, and I'll tell you what these colleges do. They try to leverage the fact that corporations and You know, we've been taught our entire lives that just to get our foot in the door, we have to have a college degree. So therefore, they pretty much have a stronghold on, like, they're extorting us. We're pretty much getting extorted. You know, it's like you have a business in a certain neighborhood, and certain people come to you and say, Hey, yeah, you could have your business here, but, you know, we're going to... You know, make sure you guys are safe, you know, to to, to make sure your business is good. You actually have to do this. You have to, um, you know, hire us as your security or just pay us, you know. Now, I know that's a totally different example, but that's how I feel, would feel. I didn't, I was fortunate enough to have a scholarship, but still, I can empathize with people who didn't, and I would feel extorted. I damn near feel extorted even though I got a scholarship playing football. Putting my life on the line for this damn education. But let's just look at it from somebody who didn't receive a scholarship. Why I said they, I would feel extorted. Because it's like they have a a lock on. They're, they're leveraging the fact that they have this tight-knit grip, this death hold. Or this 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 key um, they, they control the doors you know that you can get into no matter what career you want to go into um, professionally when you graduate college or and if you don't go to college you can't get in these doors and that's what society has created. That's what society has created these corporations have allowed it with colleges whether they're working with them or not but that's been pretty much what has happened and it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous to feel that just because you these colleges now they, they they try to now if you're just gonna say you're a business then just stand stand on that. I'm a business. This is the value that I'm bringing. You know, I have certain leverage, so therefore I will charge whatever I want. Cool. But at a certain point in time, we got to be smart enough to realize that our return for what we're investing. Does not add up. It does not add up. So let's go through this a little bit. So I have the real problem are these colleges, you know, obviously charging these absurd amounts of money for a bullshit experience, in my opinion. And based on this leverage, you know, that we just discussed, you know, people are just dumb. We don't think we just go with we're sheep. So we'll just keep paying you know whatever action whatever without actually just sitting back and thinking and evaluating i'm paying this for college but what am i getting in return what am i getting in return but see the problem is times are changing and with more and more access to education and direct access all right so let me say more and more direct more access to knowledge and direct access to teachers coaches successful individuals via these social platforms college is too slow they can't keep up they can't keep up and they're dumbing people down compared to the people that we learn from on social media that we're learning from in real time when was it, when are these college tech when were these college textbooks written that we learned from Five years ago, 20 years ago, shit, if it's two years ago, it may be too late. We have the ability to learn from real time, successful people, learn about what they're going through, their actual real life experiences, instead of people just teaching me about business from the business books that they learned from 20, 30 years ago. Who have been just teaching these same principles from these books for the last 20, 30 years and have never actually ran a business on their own? How can you teach me? That's why I say it's a finesse, it's a scam. But let's actually go down the list of what college can teach me. All right, you know, I make my list. You gotta make sure that I'm covering every aspect for y'all because I don't want somebody to come at me and say, oh, this dude didn't cover it, whatever. So what can college teach me? How to interact in a bubble that isn't the real world? College is not the real world. It's not. It's a bubble. Let's be real. And based on where we went or where we decide to go, it's going to determine how extreme that bubble really is. Next, how to run a business and become a successful entrepreneur? From people who have never had a business and only read business books and a... Observe from afar. And truth be told, if you're just in that college environment, these professors, your mind's not even on what real business is. You have no idea. I'd be better off going to the president of the college, the CEO, you know, the president of the college, and getting an education from them on how they're able to charge these absurd-ass prices (laughs) and how they market to get kids to come in here and pay these absurd prices and do all these. I'd be better off learning from them. What am I learning from the professor for? The professor's on salary, has no idea what it's like to run a business, has no idea what it's like to take a risk, has no idea what it's like to budget um, you know, how to operate when your money may be loaded. You're getting the same consistent paycheck every two weeks or however you get paid. You have no idea, no disrespect to your profession and what you do. But when it comes to teaching business, you can't teach me that. Because it's, it's watered down. It's not based on your experiences. It's based on what you're reading in a book. And who's to say that that book is right? So I'm going to compare that to the next. All right. Next. Okay. So I used to believe the biggest benefit of college was to be around certain individuals that I can begin growing a network. That I can lean on for the rest of my life. You know, I used to really think that I used to think that. However, certain things that I've already mentioned, certain things that I'll cover, you know, on this episode, it's led me to question those things. It's led me to question those things. And I want, I want us to consider some of these things. Instead of giving colleges that 30 to 50K per year, imagine going to your local plumber, your local mechanic, your local barber, and asking them to teach you their trade. Ask them to teach you not only the skill, but the business of it. You know, not the actual, pl- not only the actual how to, you know, when you go into a house, you know, these are the pipes that you need to adjust as a, pl- as a plumber. Or a barber cutting hair or a mechanic working on a car. Not only teaching me the actual skill and the trade, but the business around it as well. Because they have more experience, real life experience when it comes to business than these professors so imagine asking them to teach you a trade they'll not only probably pay you but at the very least they'll probably just have you you know um you know if they're teaching you depending on you know the the value that they're giving you they may just have you sweep up the shop you know do some stuff here and there just to kind of work it off because they are bringing a, a, a certain value to you a real life value so let's look at plumbers most plumbers and i got the stats I got the stats, but what do you you guys think a plumber makes, you know, uh, in their first two years? Let's look at New Jersey. $49,500. First two years, that's the average. Now let's look at in your first four to seven years, $64,700. That's more than a lot of teachers. That's more than a lot of people coming out of college. Now, if you can do that at 18, that means by the time you're 22, you're coming out of college and everybody else is coming out of college or you could do it earlier. Everybody else coming out of college, you're already making 65K and you have a trade that you can use for the rest of your life. You're developing a skill set that people are always going to need. People are always going to need. Do, you, do we understand how much plumbers cost when they come to your house just to look at something? You hire a plumber for something. The next time you hire a plumber for something, you look at your bill. And you tell me plumbing isn't a good business. You tell me plumbing isn't good business. Barbers, my boy Barber right upstairs in my building. Living well. Living well able to spend time with his family. Quality of life is great. Doesn't have to report to anybody. Does stuff on his own time. Can create other businesses around that business. These are the areas that, so so I want us to just kind of step back and think about instead of taking that 30 to 50K per year, what that can do. If you either gave a portion of it And like I said, in these examples, you probably wouldn't even have to, you know, give a mechanic $10,000. Yo, I want you to teach me everything. Okay. But like I said, you probably won't even have to probably teach you just based on you helping out around the shop. Now, imagine what you can do with that. that, And be clear that 30 to 50 K that's per year. So over that four year time frame. In college, that you're investing all that money. Imagine if you invested that money somewhere else. Imagine if you took that money and invested it in yourself, in a business. Bought a house. I don't know. Bought a you know, went in on a multi unit. Put it in the stocks. I I don't know. Start a t shirt business. Whatever that is, you're gonna be actually learning real life experiences yourself. As you're learning, tools and skills that can help you for the rest of your life. Okay, but let's say, okay, uh, what if I don't want a blue-collar job? You know, what if I want to trade stocks or something like that? I don't know. What if I want to be like Bobby Axelrod on Billions? Whatever. Okay. Imagine a guy like Bobby Axelrod. I don't know if you guys watch Billions, but Billions, I'm, I guess they're a wealth management company. Um you know they. A lot of these companies in the city, you know, people tend to make some good money. Very competitive business. Now imagine going in as an eighteen-year-old and sitting in front of the, one of these businesses, companies, f- front of a real-life Bobby Axelrod, and giving them thirty to fifty k and saying, "Hey, I want you to teach me." And imagine if you went with your five friends. Say your friends that you grew up with. You know, you guys are all interested in it. So now you're going with 250k. We want to give you Mr. Axelrod to teach us the business. He'll probably have somebody, you know, he may not teach you everything, but he'll put you through the do the, you know, do do the structure. You know, he'll put you through the through the learning process that people probably have to go through right after they get you know paid for college and, and go into the company. But he's probably going to be more intrigued that a group of five kids, damn, they came to me and they offer me $250,000 a year to teach them. Okay. So now let's say that it takes two to three years to get up to speed and say that, hey, we wanna, we're going to pay you for two years or three years or four years. Who's likely – to have a job waiting for them when they get out or when they finish their quote-unquote internship, schooling, coursework, whatever you want to call it. Those individuals, they see it in real time. They're not sitting at a desk in a school and learning finance from people who have never been on Wall Street, who have never traded, never d- know nothing about wealth management. They're getting the real life experience. And like I said, I'm not shitting on the teachers. But I guess, well, maybe I am. I don't know. But we all should be challenged to step our game up and to deliver a certain value that aligns with the payment that we're making to your university. We're investing a lot of money in order for you to Teach us something that we can rely on for the rest of our life. And that's not what college is doing. I have so many friends, college degrees. Can't get the job they're looking for. Still struggling. And not only are they, you know, struggling to have an apartment with a couple roommates, but they also got this, this Sally Mae and everybody else, you know, asking them for their money back. The interest is crazy. All this is crazy. Like why we put ourselves, why is it normal for us to put ourselves in these positions? Whether your family has money and can afford it or not. Stop being lazy parents. Create a structure with your kid and say, your kid want to go into business. All right. Create a structure around that to where you can let that kid get that kid, a $1,000, start a business. Oh, you lost all that money. All right. Well, what did you learn? Give me the report. Okay, I'm going to give you 2000 now. Oh, damn. Okay, now you implemented all the things, the, the tools, the lessons that you learned. Now you were able to make, make a little flip. You made a little money. Okay, you know what? Let's see what they could do with $3,000. They create a structure. We have to stop being lazy parents because this type of learning is going to set our kids up for the rest of their lives. Imagine how the competitive advantage that they'll have amongst their peers that's what we're all looking for right as much as we talk shit about how we want things to be level playing field and all this other stuff i don't want shit to be even i don't want any level playing field wait till i have kids i want to give them every advantage possible i want to i, I work hard to get an advantage that's what you work hard for nobody goes into a imagine training for sports and saying hey um, let's make sure that we're we're training too much. You know, we don't want to give ourselves too much of an advantage over our opponent because, you know, then, um, you know, that that just wouldn't be good. No, I'm working hard. I'm busting my ass to give myself every advantage possible. So we should do the same for our kids. All right. So. Now, I guess that brings up a point, you know, what if you get a scholarship? Or if you go for, you know, close to free, then I guess it may be worth it from a monetary standpoint. But you're still investing four years of your life. Four years of your life. Let's look at the big picture. It's not only the four years of college. It's the 13 or 14 years of elementary, middle school, high school, all of that. It's all bullshit it's all babysitting I don't I don't recall one thing that I learned from high school, middle school elementary school that I use on a daily basis right now that I couldn't learn in a couple hours on YouTube a couple days, a couple weeks whatever it is. We're talking about 13 to 14 years and then another four years of college. That is a waste of time. Like, how does this make sense for everybody? It only makes sense when you need a babysitter. And we y'all already know how I feel about that. Well, And if, and if you don't, you'll hear it now. That's lazy parenting. Create a situation where your kids can go to work with you and learn from you. I love it when I see... Um, different businesses. Uh, I used to go to the the Chinese store in Wanchon Plaza and family-owned business and the mother and father, the husband and wife, they used to have their son in there at the front. I remember him being a baby in the front, just playing on the little video games, not working, and them constantly trying to push him to get more involved or Crockett's in Montclair. You know, that's like family to us. They... My my parents still giving them those kids uh Christmas and ho- holiday gifts, Kwanzaa, whatever you know they celebrate. They they're learning business from their parents, from their family. They don't need the whole babysitting. Oh, just send the kids off to be raised by teachers. They're with these teachers are with your kids for eight hours a day. They're raising your kids. You're not raising your kids. You get home at five six. Kids in sports or kids doing whatever or kids just up in the room with the door locked. You barely speak to them. Lazy parenting. It is on us to create a situation that is most beneficial for our kids, period. It doesn't matter how much your job pays. Now, I'm not saying that you can't be a a great parent. You know, if you have a nine, if I'm not, I'm please, I'm not saying that, but I'm just challenging us to think about things differently. So even if we did it a certain way, maybe we can start to make certain adjustments. So our kids can kind of see things from a different perspective that would be most beneficial for their kids. I mean, let's be real. Who, who buys something? Imagine buying something for 200000 $200,000. Without even, in, without even knowing how you want to use it, or if you'll ever use it, or what its true value will be. Or, like, think about that. People just say, hell no, I'm not buying that. I'll, I'll buy it when I know exactly what I need it for, if I need it. I'm not just going to buy it just in case. Especially, I don't know, unless people just got $200,000 sitting around. I got a boy, my boy Quan he um he went to Hampton out of state tuition, and I'm not sure exactly what their tuition is, but I know that he had about either like a hundred and fifty or two hundred thousand dollars worth of student loans debt bad debt and when you so so and, and I hate to laugh, but him like I know he's sick about this because when you think he became a firefighter. And I remember he had raised, he had saved up a lot of money, big pretty big sum of money. That takes most of us a long time to save up. He saved it up and had to give it. Give it back to pay what he owed. Now, like I said, I don't think that, that shit should be forgiven you decided to pay for it i think it so you have to pay it i think it's unfortunate that 17 and 18 year olds who have been brainwashed into believing that they need to purchase something at such an absurd amount decide to purchase that without even knowing how this is going to impact them for the rest of their lives and us as and parents do a terrible job because it's just the easy thing to do oh you know everybody goes to college just send them to college like I said, create a structure for your kid to where they don't have to make a huge mistake like that. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. So if even if you are going to college, I suggest two things. For one, community college. Like I said, I've gone to community. I've taken community college courses, and you'd be surprised maybe how how those courses compare to a lot of these high-level institutions. It it doesn't matter. Well, maybe it does. I don't know how fancy your campus is and whatnot and how many accolades you... What am I getting from this course? And what I notice is that with community college, a lot of people went there with, especially the older people that attended, um, it would seem like they had some experience in the workforce, but they go there with an entirely different perspective very intentional compared to a lot of the other students I'm going for this particular thing because I want to become this when you go to a university kids don't even know what they want to they don't even know what they want to do when they graduate they still don't know they can pick a major and everything and still don't know if that's what they want to do kids picking these dumbass majors that don't even have careers lined up for them in that particular major Where you you look at the average amount that you're going to make off of this major. Is that going to make you happy? Is that going to allow you to take care of a family? Your decisions that you're making at 17, 18, 19, 20. Obviously, you're going to be thinking a little bit different when you're 30, 40, 50, 60. But that's why we're supposed to have a community and parents that can give us the heads up. And create some structure around it to where. They can create a blueprint that we can follow rather than just us being cheap and doing what everybody else does. And when people just do stuff just because everybody else does, that's what allows people to charge absurd amounts for BS returns. All right. So I said I suggest two things. The first was community college. The second is taking time off after high school or if you if you went to high school or just taking some time out enter the workforce for a couple years into the workforce for a couple of years because then you just at least you have a little bit more of a different perspective on why I'm going to college. Why I'm investing my time, effort, money, energy into learning something. So when you have that perspective can shape what your return is gonna be. It definitely impacts what your what your return is going to be. My intentions are going to determine what my return's going to be. So that's what I suggest. You know, community college definitely, no matter what age you are, but especially if you're coming right out of high school, community college. Not paying these crazy prices for you to go off into college and just live life and party all weekend and have no idea what you're even there for. Not doing it. Yeah, I'll be that mean parent, whatever, but I'm going to have a structure so my kids can follow this blueprint and learn. I, had, what am I One of my best friends growing up, he had a company. His dad had a company. He learned his dad's guy. I've already talked about him before, but he, he learned everything. He could have ran his dad's company when we were in middle school. In high school, he would have excelled, flourished. You know, he went to college just for fun, but he could have, he could afford that. You know, maybe it helped him become a little bit more well rounded. All this other stuff, whatever. They had a blueprint, they had a plan. He learned. You know, here I'm thinking that oh, because I do better on math tests than him or spelling, or I got a better history grade than him. Oh shoot, that that makes me more likely to be successful in that. No. My man was learning how actual real businesses ran, how to motivate your, your employees, how to become a good leader, how to lead a group of people to a, to a particular goal. He was learning that as a kid. So we have to we have to take a step back and evaluate what are we doing? Because when you just continue to pay crazy prices for something, they're just going to continue to charge stuff. And continue to add certain things in there to where they can rationalize charging you even more while giving you even less. We have to get out of this mindset, you know, that was instilled in us, in our parents and our grandparents, because times have changed. You know, college, what does college really teach us to be workers? But the problem is nobody wants to be a worker right now in this society. It's not it, it it's not. It doesn't make sense to want to be a worker in this society. There's too much opportunities to have your own business. Not to say that you have to go directly into having your own business, but there's too many opportunities to not just be a worker. And when I say a worker, I mean you're capped at making a certain amount. There's too many opportunities out here to successfully make as much money as you want. Whether that's having your own business, like an actual product, or being in sales, where that's your business, because you can grow it as much as you want. So we have to understand that. That although college may have been very important for our parents and our grandparents, it's different now. We have to adapt with the times. We have to be able to pivot. There's YouTube now. You think our grandparents had YouTube? You think our grandparents, if they had YouTube, where they can learn everything, that they would be going off to college? Come on, now we gotta gotta think. We can't have this old thinking in a new society. It doesn't align. It's not conducive to being successful. And this reminds me actually of... This reminds me of the dynamics between men and women right now. Did I just use this as a chance to just, you know, talk about something that <laughs> that I, that is always a hot topic for me? Yes. So what? I'm drawing I'm drawing that th- th- this is the connection that I'm making to illustrate this point. But when I say that the this is similar to the dynamics between men and women, each of us are being raised to become certain things that the other doesn't want. Regardless of what they say they want, men are being raised to be soft, feminine, without purpose, no leadership qualities. A lot of other things that I could name, but I'll stop there. Women are being raised to be independent, strong leaders, harder. But when you look at those things, how we're being raised, none of them are suitable for what the other wants. So it's no different than college. College is creating us to be something that based on the society that we live in, nobody wants that. The kids don't want that who are actually going to college. So we're preparing them to become something that they don't even want. We're preparing them to walk down a certain path in life when they don't even that's not even the path that they're looking to walk down so it's backwards we have to but we're not adjusting we're not adapting so so what's the answer to all this let me see how long I've been talking y'all heads off for Alright, so what's the answer to all this? To me, it's stop playing it safe. Stop being sheep who just rely on doing what everyone else is doing to justify whether or not your actions are correct. You want to learn something? Read a book. Read an article. Watch a YouTube. Study people who are where you want to be. Study people who are experts in their particular fields. They're giving out information for free on YouTube with their books. But YouTube, I love YouTube videos because they'll just give it to you in real time. You know, it's like they do an interview today about the problems that they're going through today, the challenges that they're overcoming today, and we can actually see it. They're giving us that information for free. Think about that. People used to have to pay for that. Our dumbasses still pay for less than that. (laughs) This is what this whole episode is about. And at the very least, this is going to stop these inflated prices that colleges have been charging or force them to do a better job delivering a proper return on this absurd monetary investment as well as time that we have grown accustomed to making. So either they need to step their game up and deliver a value that aligns with what society is right now and not what society was when they were in school and their parents were in school talking about the professors and the leadership at the university or college. But that's what needs to be done. And, and whether you're a parent or expecting to be a parent or just an adult, We have to do better. We have to do better at creating a structured blueprint that will allow our children to flourish. Rather than just relying on what's most beneficial for society, do what's most beneficial for our children so that they can lead our next generations and instilling them something that college is not teaching the ability to adapt to the current market to the current society. All right. So with that, I'm gonna let y'all go. Hopefully I didn't make anybody too upset to the point where they can't hear, take in what I'm actually saying. Um, and if you do, it's all good. Come back to it later on. But, you know, it is what it is. Straightforward convos. So with that, I'm going to ask everybody, make sure that you share this. Please share it. That's the call to action, all right? Every, every interaction should have a call to action, especially on these podcasts. So my call to action... What I'm asking you all for is to share this with a friend. Make sure that you like. Make sure that you comment. Leave a review, please. Matter of fact, that's the call to action. Please leave a review if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever platform that you're leave or listening on. Leave a review. Hit us up on Instagram. You know, Let's hear about some of the topics that you guys want to talk about. I had my boy Ant reach out to me. And we're probably going to, you know, discuss his topic next week, which is an interesting one. Um, but please reach out to us. We want to have these conversations. And, you know, we want to, we want this to be, you know, if we're asking you to sit with us and have this convo with us for 30 to 40 minutes. We want it to be as productive as possible and value, valuable as possible so you get the best return on your investment. All right. So we appreciate you investing with us. And, uh, yeah, strength and honor. Onward and upwards. Let's continue elevating Alright, Big Fish shit Ooh (laughs) Ha, we here Big Fish shit Ooh, ooh Welcome to the podcast Hope y'all enjoy it, hope y'all learn something And most importantly We hope y'all elevate Let's get Uh it Big Fish, hit a big lick We gon' bet it right back and hit a big flip we been up for a minute and we still lit. Get yeah, them cats, gon' top, talk, but we don't feel shit. We just giving y'all gems y'all can live with. Elevate your mind, never mind all the bullshit. Finna talk about stocks, we ain't worry about ops. First get the bread up and buy back the whole block. Ten toes down, we ain't never gonna stop. I'm a man of my word, I ain't never gonna flop. If I said it, then I meant it. Real ones going respect it and it's still OG. It's in me, I represent it.